Section 6, India's Love Lyrics, by Lawrence Hope. Recorded by Helen Williford Lauer. This recording is in the public domain. Unforgotten. Do you ever think of me? You who died ere our youth's first fervor chilled, with your soft eyes and your pulses stilled, lying alone, aside. Do you ever think of me, left in the light, from the endless calm of your dawnless night? I am faithful always. I do not say that the lips which thrilled to your lips of old to lesser kisses are always cold. Had you wished for this in its narrow sense, our love perhaps had been less intense. But as we held faithfulness, you and I, I am faithful always, as you, who lie asleep forever, beneath the grass, while the days and nights and the seasons pass, pass away. I keep your memory near my heart, my brilliant, beautiful guiding star, till long life over, I too depart to the infinite night where perhaps you are. Oh, are you anywhere, loved so well? I would rather know you alive in hell than think your beauty is nothing now, with its deep, dark eyes and tranquil brow where the hair fell softly. Can this be true, that nothing, nowhere, exists of you? Nothing, nowhere, oh, loved so well, I have never forgotten. Do you still keep thoughts of me through your dreamless sleep? Oh, gone from me, lost in eternal night, lost star of light, risen splendidly, set so soon, through the weariness of life's afternoon, I dream of your memory yet. My loved and lost, whom I could not save, my youth went down with you to the grave. Though other planets and stars may rise, I dream of your soft and sorrowful eyes, and I cannot forget. Song of Faiz Ullah Just at the time when jasmines bloom most sweetly in the summer weather, lost in the scented jungle gloom, one sultry night we spent together. We, love and night, together blent, a trinity of tranced content. Yet while your lips were wholly mine to kiss, to drink from, to caress, we heard some far-off faint distress, harsh drop of poison in sweet wine, lessening the fullness of delight, some quivering note of human pain, which rose and fell and rose again in plaintive sobs throughout the night, spoiling the perfumed, moonless hours we spent among the jasmine flowers.
Story of Lilavanti They lay the slender body down with all its wealth of wedded hair. Only a daughter of the town, but very young and slight and fair. The eyes whose light one cannot see are somber doubtless like the tresses. The mouth's soft curvings seem to be a roseate series of caresses. And where the skin has all but dried, the air is sultry in the room. Upon her breast and either side, it shows a soft and amber bloom. By women here who knew her life, a leper husband, I am told, took all this loveliness to wife when it was barely ten years old. And when the child, in shocked dismay, fled from the hated husband's care, he caught and tied her, so they say, down to his bedside by her hair. To some low quarter of the town, escaped a second time, she flew. Her beauty brought her great renown, and many lovers here she knew. When, as the mystic eastern night with purple shadow filled the air, Behind her window, framed in light, she sat with jasmine in her hair. At last she loved a youth who chose to keep this wild flower for his own. He in his garden set his rose where it might bloom for him alone. Cholera came. Her lover died. Want drove her to the streets again. And women found her there who tried to turn her beauty into gain. But she, who in those garden ways had learnt of love, would now no more be bartered in the marketplace for silver as in days before. That former life she strove to change. She sold the silver off her arms, while all the world grew cold and strange to broken health and fading charms. Till... Finding lovers, but no friend, nor any place to rest or hide, she grew despairing at the end, slipped softly down a well, and died. And yet how short, when all is said, this little life of love and tears. Her age, they say, beside her bed, today is only fifteen years. The Garden by the Bridge The desert sands are heated, parched and dreary. The tigers rend alive their quivering prey in the near jungle. Here the kites rise, weary, too gorged with living food to fly away. All night the hungry jackals howl together over the carrion in the riverbed or sees some small soft thing of fur or feather, whose dying shrieks on the night air are shed. I hear from yonder temple in the distance, whose roof with obscene carven gods is piled, reiterated with a sad insistence, sobs of perhaps some immolated child. Strange rites here, where the archway's shade is deeper, are consummated in the riverbed. Pariahs steal the rotten railway sleeper to burn the bodies of their cholera dead. But yet their lust, 
their hunger cannot shame them, goaded by fierce desire that flays and stings, poor beasts and poorer men. Nay, who shall blame them? Blame the inherent cruelty of things. The world is horrible and I am lonely. Let me rest here where yellow roses bloom and find forgetfulness, remembering only your face beside me in the scented gloom. Nay, do not shrink. I am not here for passion. I crave no love, only a little rest. Although I would my face lay, lover's fashion, against the tender coolness of your breast. I am so weary of the curse of living, the endless, aimless torture, tumult, fears. Surely if life were any God's free giving, he, seeing his gift, long since went blind with tears. Seeing us, our fruitless strife, our futile praying, our luckless present and our blood-stained past, poor players who make a trick or two in playing, but know that death must win the game at last. As round the fowler, red with feathered slaughter, the little joyous lark, unconscious, sings. As the pink lotus floats on azure water, innocent of the mud from whence it springs. You walk through life, unheeding all the sorrow, the fear and pain set close around your way, meeting with hopeful eyes each gay tomorrow, living with joy each hour of glad today. I love to have you thus. Nay, dear, lie quiet. How should these reverent fingers wrong your hair? So calmly careless of the Russian riot that rages round is seething everywhere. You do not understand. You think your beauty does but inflame my senses to desire, till all you hold is loyalty and duty, is shrunk and shriveled in the ardent fire. You wrong me, wearied out with thought and grieving, as though the whole world's sorrow eat my heart. I come to gaze upon your face, believing its beauty is as ointment to the smart. Lie still, and let me in my desolation caress the soft loose hair a moment's span, since loveliness is life's one consolation, and love the only lethe left to man. Oh, give me here beneath the trees in flower, beside the river where the fireflies pass, one little dusky, all-consoling hour lost in the shadow of the long-grown grass. Give me, O oh, you whose arms are soft and slender, whose eyes are nothing but one long caress against your heart, so innocent and tender, a little love and some forgetfulness. Fate knows no tears. Just as the dawn of love was breaking across the weary world of gray, just as my life once more was waking as roses waken late in May, fate, blindly cruel, 
and havoc-making stepped in and carried you away. Memories have I none in keeping of times I held you near my heart, of dreams when we were near to weeping that dawn should bid us rise and part. Never, alas, I saw you sleeping with soft closed eyes and lips apart, breathing my name still through your dreaming. Ah, oh, had you stayed, such things had been. But fate, unheeding human scheming, serenely reckless came between. Fate, with her cold eyes, hard and gleaming, unseared by all the sorrow seen. Ah, oh, well-beloved, I never told you I did not show in speech or song how at the end I longed to hold you close in my arms. So fierce and strong the longing grew to have and hold you, you and you only, all life long. They who know nothing call me fickle, keen to pursue and loath to keep. All could they see these tears that trickle from eyes erstwhile too proud to weep, could see me prone beneath the sickle while pain and sorrow stand and reap. Unopened scarce yet overblown lie the hopes that rose-like round me grew. The lights are low and more than lonely this life I lead apart from you. Come back, come back, I want you only, and you who loved me never knew. You loved me, pleaded for compassion on all the pain I would not share. And I, in weary, halting fashion, was loath to listen, long to care. But now, dear God, I faint with passion for your far eyes and distant hair. Yes, I am faint with love and broken with sleepless nights and empty days. I want your soft words fiercely spoken, your tender looks and wayward ways. Want that strange smile that gave me token of many things that no man says. Cold was I, weary, slow to waken, till, startled by your ardent eyes, I felt the soul within me shaken and long-forgotten senses rise. But in that moment you were taken, and thus we lost our paradise. Farewell. We may not now recover that golden then misspent, passed by. We shall not meet as loved and lover, here or hereafter, you and I. My time for loving you is over. Love has no future but to die. And thus we part, with no believing in any chance of future years. We have no idle self-deceiving, no half-consoling hopes and fears.
we know the gods grant no retrieving a wasted chance. Fate knows no tears. Verses by Ula Just in the hush before dawn, a little wistful wind is born. A little chilly, errant breeze that thrills the grasses, stirs the trees, and as it wanders on its way, while yet the night is cool and dark, the first carol of the lark, its plaintive murmurs seem to say, I wait the sorrows of the day. End. Section 6. India's Love Lyrics by Lawrence Hope. Recorded by Helen Williford Lauer. This recording is in the public domain.